Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I am a woman living, breathing, experiencing. I am your host, Melissa, and this episode is all about negotiating like a woman. Quick disclaimer, there are a few light swear words in this episode, just the beginning, so if you have children nearby, I'd recommend putting in your headphones for this one. But let's dive in. As women, negotiating can be especially difficult, specifically when it comes to negotiating for our worth. When I'm saying our worth, I'm generally referring to how we're paid, whether that's client work or in the workplace. And then also asking for what we need. It's frightening how difficult this can be. But there are reasons for this, and it's not simply because women are weak. God forbid, that is definitely not the reason. Culturally, women who regularly speak up for what they need are often deemed as needy or given this label needy as somehow apparently having needs as a woman has now become a negative thing. Unfortunately, it has become an insult that's only used on women who are regularly speaking up for the things they want and, well, need. It's funny how when a man asks for what he wants, he's called assertive, but women are called needy. Even our insults in American language are all pretty much derogatory towards women, if you really think about it. There isn't even a single swear word in the English language that attacks men. Weak men are referred to as female genitals. Really, can we stop doing this? There's also the word bitch, but no equivalent for an assertive man. People are told to man up, but never woman up. They're told to grow a pair rather than, well, I don't know what you would grow as a woman, but there's not really an equivalent that's saying that being a woman is somehow powerful and a good thing. Even when you say the the term son of a bitch, you're insulting the person's mother. Like, how ridiculous is this? But enough about insults. That's just some food for thought. And I'd really encourage you to try not to use words that attack women or our genitals when you're insulting people. Get creative. Come on. There's more ways to say it. After coming to this realization a few years ago, even for myself, I've really made a point not to use swear words that are insults towards women or our body parts. And I really encourage you to do the same. Because the language that we use, especially when we use this very patriarchal type language and insults, is only furthering it and not helping our cause for equality. The moral of the story, though, is that needs are good and important. And today we're going to talk about how to get what you want, how to negotiate like a woman. This topic is like particularly important to me because I actually have a debate background. I was a policy debater in high school and college. Policy debate is the type of debate that's really based on evidence. So you're researching and you have to back up everything you say with research. And there's also very similar to like you would have in a courtroom, a cross-examination period. So I learned a lot from that experience and I was actually also a debate coach while I was in college. And during that time, I received a lot of first place speaker awards. This was not because I was necessarily the best at arguing or the best at research, but it's because I spoke with conviction and I never went into a debate round believing I was going to lose. And the the few times I did, okay, not never. (laughs) There was a few times I did and those would be inevitably the ones that I lost. And then in graduate school, I also took an entire course on negotiations. 
Now as a business owner and a full-time consultant, it's my job to negotiate my price with every single client. So today I wanna share with you three of kind of the most important points I've learned over the years when it comes to negotiating, especially as a woman. So these particular points are, are more in reference to the actual negotiation at the time of negotiation. And I will say this is going to be a two-parter. So the next episode is going to be diving into kind of the three things that you can do to prepare effectively for your negotiation. So these ones are more focused on at the time. And whether you're negotiating your next salary, client, or the cost of jewelry, say, at a local shop in a foreign country, you can still apply these three tactics. So, my first piece of advice is to never negotiate from a place of lack. Always come from a place of abundance. So what does that mean exactly? Well, what I'm referring to when I say a place of abundance is, I mean, you should act as if you do not need the thing you are negotiating for. If it's a client or, you know, you're making a purchase. Say you're negotiating for a salary. You should negotiate from a place of you have plenty of money, but this is what you are worth. And you will go to an option or to another employer that will pay you what you're worth. The fact is that people can smell desperation. Even in the littlest of actions, your facial expressions, the way you're talking, the sound of your voice, how quietly you're speaking, how loud you're speaking. So if you enter your next negotiation with the mindset that you do not need what's being offered or that you have other options if they don't give you what you want, you'll negotiate better with 10 times more confidence. So let's say you do really need whatever it is. What do you do? You trick your brain. There's a couple of ways to trick your brain. The first is that you write down what you need to believe about your state of abundance. For example, I could say, you know, if I'm negotiating for a salary, I could say, I have many job options if this does not work out that will pay better. I will not accept anything less than an $80,000 annual salary. And then you say it out loud and you record yourself saying it. Listen to that recording every morning for the week before your negotiation and the day of. There have been studies done about how when your brain actually hears you say something in present tense, it believes it's already happened. That's why I say, you know, you need to listen to the recording. I personally listen to a recording every morning that I have about me saying that I've already achieved these five goals that I'm working towards. And it's really helped. Honestly, it's helped so much in the way I negotiate, setting my intentions, The benefits are numerous. And if that doesn't work for you, go research other jobs so your state of mind can be at ease and you can walk away without settling. So how can you do this in the negotiation? The key is to have that mindset as you enter and not let go of it. Don't believe them, don't start to get scared. Focus on the belief that you are abundant and there are other options. Because I guarantee you, wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, there are other options. So if you're not happy with your situation, you would be able to walk away if you did not get what you needed. So the second piece of advice here is to get comfortable with silence. This is a big one. Pause until it's painfully awkward when someone makes you an offer that you don't like. 
Oftentimes, they'll actually end up negotiating with themselves and increase their own offer. I've seen this time and time again. This was one of the most salient points in my negotiation course as well. Just make sure you don't get caught in the reverse trap though. Never be the first to break the silence after you've made your point or offer. Don't start counterpointing yourself. A good example of this, uh, I actually went on a trip to Mexico last March. And let me tell you, this worked so well. I was at this little jewelry stand. It was the last day I was going to be there and I really wanted to get some gifts for my friends and family before I left. And the guy was clearly overcharging me when I asked how much things were because he could tell I was American. So I went silent after his initial offer that I knew was just far too much, especially, you know, he was quoting it in American dollars. And I just looked unhappy. He quickly negotiated himself down nearly $20 in the course of, I don't know, like a minute or less. It was kind of amazing how uncomfortable he got with that silence. And this has worked in so many other situations too. This is obviously a small scale example, but getting comfortable with silence and, you know, whether that means you have to squeeze your hand in a fist during the time of negotiation to just hold it together, keep breathing, know that a little silence can go a long way towards getting you what you want. The third piece of advice is let them set the anchor. So the anchor is the initial price or amount or whatever they plan to offer. Always, always ask what their budget is before you put down a price, whether that's for a raise, client work, or even a small, you know, small purchase, whatever it is. You may be surprised how low they anchor their price and how you would have accidentally lowballed yourself when it comes to asking for raises or for salaries. I actually, unfortunately, made this mistake with a full-time job a while back. I anchored at what I thought was a lot, and how quickly my new boss agreed made my heart sink. Months later, I actually even found out that I was making less than someone who worked for me. (laughs) Talk about a punch to the gut, um, and an awkward situation. That was one of the only times in my life I've anchored, and honestly, I'll never do it again. It might feel uncomfortable in the moment to let them anchor and to insist that they tell you first how much something costs or what they're willing to offer you. But, you know, ask for what they have in mind first. This could save you a lot of heartache and earn you a lot of money. So those are kind of the three keys today, you know, thinking about first, making sure that you always negotiate from a place of abundance, hold on to that state of mind through the entire negotiation even if it feels like you're lying to yourself. The second, again, being that you need to be comfortable with silence and waiting out the other person. Don't step on your own offer. And finally, let them set the first price for whatever it is. I promise you won't regret it. So that's all for today. This topic, again, is a two-parter. So in the next episode next Tuesday, I'll discuss a couple other pre-negotiation tactics that you can do to prepare yourself to negotiate like a woman and ask for what you need and get what you want.